0: and welcome to my Amazon guys podcast today we have a special guest I'm super excited to welcome on the show Mina and this dude has been on the podcast before gave one of the best most passionate origin stories we've ever had on the podcast so welcome to the show Mina
1: I love it man thank you for having me back I'm very excited for what we're going to talk about today Um, it's really cool
0: Yes, so today we're gonna to have a very heavy focus on pay-per-click advertising. That's one of our most favorite uh QA sessions we do. So you guys can start piling in your PPC questions. Have a few people saying, Hello, how are you? And hello. I'm um, excited to watch the live session says to hear hi, Steven Mina says Hamza. And we've got many others commenting about the music and other things. So, all right, so before we do this, though. Um, one really unique thing we've never done on the show before is talk about culture index and so I'm a big culture index person anybody that ever wants to apply at my organization we give them this two question survey it takes about five or eight minutes to fill out and uh, Mina actually just filled his out so how, how was that
1: it was good it was I actually thought it was going to be longer but it was it was pretty short it was uh Two different uh, pieces, uh, you know, like I think nine questions each. And uh, so it wasn't too hard. It took me exactly like five or six minutes. And um, I got I just got the results and, and I haven't looked at it much. It just says like at the top uh, what I am. So I'm, I'm very excited to see how you interpret it. And then I would love to know, like, from your point of view, like, how would you say this guy fits into the the business? Like, how do you think about this? Because I would love to. Absolutely. You know, That's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. So
0: for, for those that are curious and you guys want to take your own culture index, maybe you want to apply, you can go to myamazonguy.com slash jobs. And we, we have links to culture index straight in our application process. It's all done automatically. All right. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to share the screen and we're going to look at Mina's results here. By the way, this is not a test. This is a survey. So there's no wrong answers. Anybody can take and get different results. Um, So Mina is, uh, of course, a CEO, and he runs a large organization, um, similar to what I do. Um, And Mina is an architect. So there's 18 personality profile types. And the architect is the number one profile for integrator, and it's also a very common profile for visionary. So Mina, have you read uh, Traction? I'm sure you've read Traction. What about uh, Rocket Fuel? Not rocket
1: fuel. I have it on my list, but I've read traction and I, I understand the relationship between integrator and visionary.
0: So, so the seat that you're sitting in currently, would you say is closer to visionary or closer to
1: integrator? I would say probably right now, closer to integrator, but I just hired an integrator. So I'm slowly passing things off to her and, and becoming visionary.
0: Yeah. God bless. So that's kind of where I'm at too. So, um, and how
1: old is your organization? Uh like total four years, but the agency that which is the main one is is a year and a half old.
0: Got it. Okay. And how many employees do you have?
1: Thirty-three.
0: Right. So so Mina is going through a very big revolution right now. Um, all right. So I'm gonna explain these dots. This red line is Mina's baseline. The farther a dot is away from the red line, the more of that trait Mina possesses as compared to the general population. So when we look at this, Mina's a very polarized person on two of these traits. So the red dot, this is autonomy, independence, drive. And, and Mina is like off the charts with this. Like he is uh, in the 97th percentile for drive and, and autonomy, which makes perfect sense. He's a CEO, right? Um, somebody to the left of the line would be a team player. Uh, somebody to the right of the line is going to be autonomous, independence, driven like Mina. The yellow dot is extroversion. So uh, Mina is slightly extroverted. So uh, somebody to the left of the line would be an introvert. Somebody right of the line is an extrovert and he um, seeks or needs social attention. The blue dot is in patience we've re- we used to have this as a core value at my Amazon guy and I got a lot of flack for it so we've actually rebranded this as eagerness <laughs> however it's still in patience I've just rebranded it and and so Mina is like oh my gosh we got to get this done now I love chaos uh, and and he's a mover and he's a shaker now when you combine the impatience or eagerness with that drive, Oh, my goodness. You are probably just like just cracking that whip all day long, aren't you? That's exactly it. That's it. It's just on everyone. Let's move. Let's move. Let's what's the holdup. And then here is the green dot. This is detail orientation. So uh, back on the blue dot for a quick sec. If somebody was to the right of the line, they would be a patient individual, systematic. Don't interrupt them while they're working on a task. Mina's like, interrupt me anytime. Let's go, 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 go. Um, green dot, this is detail orientation. So somebody to the right of the line is, is detailed. Somebody to the left of the line is a big picture thinker. And so, uh, Mina has a gigantic hook between his blue and his green dot. So he's very focused, very detailed. Um, but as compared to the population, he's more detailed than about 65% of the population to give you some, some heads up of, of, kind of the dot allocation, Um, so logical individual, uh, so somebody that's on
1: the right hand side is going to be logical thinks, go ahead. So, so for that green dot, I think that the best way to describe this, I have a quote for it is progress over perfection.
0: Yes. Yes. This is so, so the way to, I'm glad you brought that up. So red dot being to the right of green means that you're more gas than brake. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So You do have some brake in you but it's almost always overridden by your guess, And so you have the ability to review things, set up systems and structure. And one of the benefits of being an architect is that you literally are an architect. Like you can build a system and then pass it off. And so architects typically don't like maintaining the system. They like architecting it, right? Yep. And that's why, that's why you need the integrator to come in and, and, and help with that. Um, how, however, architects are actually really good integrators too. So uh, this is the number one profile for both positions. So, yeah, I can do both myself. I'm an architect like Mina. I um, love it. But my 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 yellow dots down here. So I'm I'm like super introverted. Introverted. Yeah. All right. So so Mina is a logical decision maker. And and so anybody to the right over here is going to make decisions with their brain. Anybody to the left would be making decisions with their heart. Uh, and then finally, ingenuity. This is the ability to create something out of nothing. As a chemist and a supplements owner, this dude has made a ton of stuff out of nothing. And, and so just he's an out of the box thinker, uh, somebody who can do that. So the reason we decided to share this today, and, and many of you are like, what is Stephen talking about? Why are we looking at this? Is because Mina and I are both culture guys. And we just really like and eat stuff up. So I I, I was like challenging and I was like, hey, man, you should take this culture index survey It would be a great talking point. Um, and he literally just took it uh, right before the show. Um, so, Mina, how how accurate does this feel based on what we've just described?
1: It's 100 percent accurate. The only thing that I would say might uh, like uh, differ is maybe that yellow uh, should go from like a seven to an eight. I'm a little bit more extroverted th- than I would say seven, but uh, it's still pretty accurate. I mean, it says I'm, I'm above, you know, I'm about 70th percentile of extroversion. Uh, yeah. I don't need, you know, to be outside with people all the time. I'm comfortable also being inside on my own. Um, but you know, besides that, I would say it's almost a hundred percent on point of exactly who I am as a person. And I love this a lot because what this really matters is if I give this to potential new candidates, and they come into the organization, I know exactly where they're going to fit. I know exactly how they're going to behave. I also do the 16 personalities test. I'm not sure if you. uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. yes. This is going to be very similar. Um, What I really like about Culture Index is it gives you those percentiles. um, And so you can, it's predictive of behavior. And so right person, right seat, right? If we put in somebody with exactly your opposite traits into your CEO position, could they do the job? With with my exact opposite or same exact opposite. No, they could definitely
1: never do the job.
0: Right, right. And and so like now having the ability to see, um, and, and the opposite of, of your exact profile would be what's called an operator. Um, and they they're super patient and they just want to go and do the same thing all day long, maintaining things. Right. And so in a in an organization, um, as it develops, as it matures, operators are not startup friendly, right? Like they, they would just, just, it it would be like transplanting a heart into uh, somebody else's body. And then, and it would being the wrong blood type or wrong heart type or whatever, right? Like that just wouldn't work for them. But like five years from now, Mina and I, we're going to be hiring a lot of operators, right? Like after our systems are fully fledged and built and all of the stuff is just, you know, it's done, right? Anyway. Okay. So So we'll talk about PPC today. I know almost all the questions are coming in and and really want to talk about PPC, but um, we're going to spend five or 10 more minutes here, talk a little bit more about culture, and then we're going to dive into the PPC. So, so Mina, I think that you and I have both built some successful, culturally driven organizations. And I wanted to hear from you as a fellow architect, a fellow highly driven individual. What has been the key to your success in building culture, in your opinion?
1: Uh, in building culture in the business. Yes. I, th- I think it's um, number one, lead by example. And this is something that that I um, adopted a while back. It came out of MMA, but essentially it was uh, it all stemmed from like, why am I telling people uh, what to do? I should just be such a leader. And if you look at some of like the, the greatest leaders, Alexander the Great and things like that, um, those guys, all they did was lead by example. And so they would just, they would, they would uh, embody what they want their their country or their team or whatever their business to look like so that was number 1 number 2 is being very clear on what our core values are and always bringing it up and if anyone ever uh, does something that's somewhat against the core core values and not you know not something it doesn't have to be but if someone is like taking too long and trying to perfect something you know it's it's a blasted in front of everyone Guys, we uh, are all about progress over perfection. And so I think uh, reiterating, yeah, there you go. Reiterating those, those uh, core values to everyone. Uh, and then finally, being very, very, very strict with who we bring on. So you either fit uh, you know, our, our team and our family and our culture and our values, or you don't. Uh, if you're you know, an A player, you're 10 out of 10, you can add hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to our revenue. But you're not a culture fit. I'll find someone else that that can do that and is a culture fit. And so that's kind of how I've been able to, to reinforce this as the business has grown.
0: So here, here are the core values of my Amazon guy. If anybody wants to see these yourself, you can type in MyAmazonGuy.com slash core we're, we're public with these um, growth, eagerness, strategic communication, tech savvy get on base. So um, I don't know if you're willing to share yours any any particular share you've got on your core values?
1: I have to read them, but again, it's uh, it's uh, lead by example. Uh, uh, You know, don't come to me with a problem; come to me with a solution to a problem. Um, Things like that. Uh, uh, You know, uh, we always lift each other up; we never put anyone down. Things like that. Um, I have to. I'd have to like uh, go pull them out. I don't have them.
0: So, coming with the solution instead of just the problem, you're looking for highly deductive individuals exactly Um, yeah so people that um are typically gonna understand like how to learn by making mistakes so for example mina is a deductive individual he learns by making mistakes um all right cool so uh, if anybody else has questions about culture you guys are welcome to throw them in the comments mina anything else you would just piece of advice somebody else trying to start their own agency their own brand what would you give them on culture and then after that we're gonna go jump into ppc questions
1: the only thing I, w- I would add is, is um, you know, just I, I think the better you're self-aware, um, the, the better uh, like everything is in your business because you understand. And, and I, I am so against if you are not a detail-oriented person to think that you can just throw the towel and say, listen, I like I'm not good at details. And all of these, uh, you can be trained to be more extroverted. You can be trained to be more, uh, you know, driven. And, and uh, you know, I can be trained to be more patient. So. All of these things are trainable, but the more that you're self-aware, you understand who you are and you understand how to fill the gaps around you, um, you know, so that the people balance and fit. And and so I think it's it's very important if you haven't done this, do this, do the 16 personality test. Just self-awareness, I think, is one of the things that have allowed me to grow very fast.
0: So I'm going to second the self-awareness comment. And then I would also say, once you understand who you are, it's easy to find what organization or culture you should adopt and be a part of and figure out your role right like if if you're not a detailed oriented individual and you go to become a heart surgeon that's a disaster waiting to happen right absolute disaster but if you're a big picture thinker and a smooth extrovert talker sales will be a fantastic fit for you most likely or or you know smile and dial and those sort of things all right Okay. So thanks for, thanks for watching the culture part of, I just really like Mina's culture organization and what some of the things she's doing. So we're now going to dive into PPC questions. Um, We've got 50 people watching us live right now. We're going to get through as many PPC questions as we can. um, And we're going to start now. So Abdallah says, if you advertise a product with two variations on the same SKU, what is the best practice? Okay. You can take tackle these first and I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with anything.
1: Perfect. I, I love that. So this way we can kind of get the two perspectives. So um, this is what I would do if there are variations, let's say, uh, you know, child parent relationship. Um, you What I would do is I would initially start with having the two variations uh, together in the campaign. So when you click on your campaign and you, you click on the ad group, you'll see that there's the two different variations in there. Let that run for a week or two weeks. Then go into the advertised product report. If you notice that one of the variations has a, a significantly higher click-through rate or a return on ad spend than the other one, I would suggest turning the other one off. Let the let the, the one that has a better click-through rate run. That will more likely bring you more people into your listing and eventually convert more. Um, it also helps, you know, to blend. Now, if you have two separate variations, uh, or if you have two campaigns with a single variation each and you're targeting uh, the the same keywords, there's no problem. But at the end of the day, um, what I would do is blend the results together. So if you look at those two campaigns together, it does not make any sense because people can be coming in from one campaign and buying the other one. So I would blend the results together, and I, and I again, I would prefer to let the one that that has the higher click through rate and the higher ROAS run, and then you know split test. So you you had them separate, you had them together. Uh, which one generated, you know, more uh, sales and you know a better uh, return on spend at the end of the day, and that's how we, we've done it in many different ways. And it's never consistent. Sometimes uh, running one is better than the other. Sometimes keeping the two together performs better. We just have to get the data and make an evaluation.
0: Always the best answer on a PPC question is let's test it, AB test it. But by and large, from the testing I've personally done, eighty percent of the budget should go to the superior skew, twenty percent to the other. Um, It's been kind of my, my focal point. Um, OAS says difference between Amazon PPC and Google
1: ads. So they're pretty identical, uh, uh, but you know, Amazon, Amazon PPC uh, is inside of the Amazon platform. So when you're, you know, typing keywords on Amazon, your ads will show up. If you're doing Google ads, your ads are going to show up when someone searches on Google. Now, the problem with that is you have to get way more granular because people on Amazon are actually looking to buy a product people on Google could be looking at what is the best thing? Uh, what is the cheapest thing? Uh, how do you use this thing or that thing? So there's a lot more uh, intent there. There's different levels of intent. Um, it's definitely a lot more top of the funnel and it's very hard to track. I know Amazon has Amazon attribution. I found it to be largely inaccurate. Uh, I don't know if Steven has different findings. It's a piece uh, of crap. But but honestly, I think you can you can grow significantly with just Amazon PPC and then, Uh, move off to Google PPC if you really think that you need to continue to drive more traffic.
0: The more niche your product is, the more complicated, the more as seen on TV it is, the more likely Google ads are going to be necessary. Um, But by and large, most brands can get exclusively get away with running just Amazon ads. Um, And then the the other stat, I'll throw this out here, is about five years ago, Amazon passed Google as the number one location for, for starting a product search. And it's it's more than like 60% of people go to Amazon to start their product search. So knowing that information um, kind of dictates the strategy. Exactly. Okay, so uh, Mohammed says, when's the next internship date? You guys can apply anytime at myamazonguy.com slash internships. Hamza says, hi, Stephen, Mina. My product is organically ranked on all relevant keywords. That means he's indexed. But still, my organic orders are only thirty to forty percent. What strategy do you suggest for PPC,
1: and what do you think? Why do you think this happens? Um, So, first of all, I don't think that there's a certain uh, like golden metric for uh, you know organic to PPC. Sometimes you have uh, more organic, sometimes you have more PPC. What I think is happening here is that you're driving uh, you know your traffic. Uh, more heavily reliant on PPC because you're not ranked high enough organically. There's obviously one simple thing you can do is start utilizing your PPC to rank organically. The way I do this is I create single keyword campaigns, big bids, big budgets. I try and con- I-, I track the keyword that I'm trying to rank for organically and I try and c- get as many conversions as possible. This is assuming that your product is converting Fine. And so if you show up in the top of the search first page, you'll get more conversions, even if it's not profitable. And as long as you're tracking that organic rank, that organic rank will go up and then you lower the bids and, and uh, you know, taper the PPC off and end up hopefully with more organic uh, sales because you've improved your organic ranking. Um, the other obviously option is uh, which is against terms of service, is search, find, buy. And that's why so many people were doing search, find, buy.
0: So I would say every PPC sale will eventually generate three organic over six months. Um, However, if we look at the actual search result page right now, so I just typed in apple cider vinegar gummy. By the way, uh, Monday, I released this really gigantic 50 minute video where I tore down Goalie's listing as well as some of their top competitor products. And I hope somebody at Goalie ends up watching that video. I give them a lot of free advice. But in any case, what do you guys notice when we see this, right? So I've got to buy it again because I've actually physically purchased that three pack before. It's actually a good product. Um, and and uh, in any case, you would normally see a headline ad up there. Um, you'd have sponsored products right here, four of those. We've, we've now scrolled down twice. We're now seeing the first organic, but as you keep going down, it's like predominantly filled with lots of ads, right? We've got video ads, we've got editorial ads, we've got more sponsored product rows right here. And so if you were asking this question two years ago, your organic position 30 might get 4% of the traffic, but today organic position 30 might only get 1% of the traffic. And the reason is, is because the ads have just pushed organic down further and further. More videos are being displayed, editorials, more sponsored products, etc. So that's why I think your organic's not producing as much Hamza is because uh, PPC has just taken over the search result And that's become a more focal point Still worth doing SEO Still highly valuable Especially if you get to the top of the search um, And I agree with everything uh, Mina mentioned On on trying to rank at the top there uh, Aidenon says Sir, please let us know About the product launching PPC strategy Alright, so there's Obviously we could talk about this for an hour So yeah. just pick your like three quick hits What are the three things Everybody needs to do With PPC and
1: launching? Uh, So with PPC and launching, I would love if you guys started with uh, at least two out of the four auto campaigns. So close match and substitutes. Uh, You can do all four. Uh, Take your top 10 keywords that you found. You can use uh, regular helium 10 keyword research, which the way that I do this is I go into X-ray. I pull the top 10 competitors, run Cerebro, add filters, uh, at least 350 searches or more. Maximum rank is position 60. At least, uh, uh, you know, eight out of 10 relevance between the products. I'll get a nice list of 50 i'll take the top 10 or maybe i'll take like the top five and then the five uh, like more reasonable search volumes, so it's like easier to rank and then i'll create broad phrase and exact uh three separate campaigns maximum of five keywords each uh and so you know you're you're looking at uh, you know two auto campaigns and then maybe let's say uh six or or, or nine um uh, you know broad phrase exact campaigns And that is enough to kick off and start, number one, ranking me for those main keywords. But also, number two, the auto and the broad and the phrase are going to start discovering keywords for me. And then, you know, a week later, I can jump into the search term reports, see what worked, extract that, start targeting more of that. Anything that didn't work, you know, add as negatives, lower the bids and continue to run that process of identifying profitable search terms, launching them, hoping that they will continue to convert. You know, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they work in auto and they don't work on their own. Um, but it's basically just the accumulation of uh, keywords that are making sales profitably.
0: Um, when we were on stage together, Mina at the Prosper Show, and this question of how many keywords per campaign came up, everybody on stage was like one to five, one to five. And I was like up to twenty, and I've since like started to rethink that a little bit. Um, and and I've gotten closer to the down to five. So I definitely agree with some of those setup tips. Um, one other comment I'll make is never negates a good keyword. Yes. I think I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'll start an auto and I'll upgrade them to exact match." Well, you're going to get different results.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right and don't. There's no such thing as upgrading. There is something as you got lucky and a keyword is working. Just keep it. You know.
0: Leave it alone. Don't negate a good keyword ever under any condition. Never. Just, uh, you're going to get two different results otherwise. All right. We've, is adjusting webcam there. And I, f- I felt like I was going into a, uh, dark a, a flashback. <laughs> all right. So, Hamza says, My product is organically ranking well on all relevant keywords. I think we did that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a dupe. Uh, excited to hear the conversation. Quaza says, Just consider we have launched a product high in demand and low in competition. What will be the PPC strategy from the very first day? So a lot of a lot of PPC startup questions here. So any additional flavor on what's the very first day budget allocation?
1: No, I, I would say I would say this um, work it back. I just did this with someone work it backwards. If you have, let's say, three thousand units ordered and you your lead time for a reorder is, let's say, uh, three months and whatever. So how many months can you afford to sell? Um you know, considering that, let's say you know in two weeks you're gonna do a reorder. So let's say that you can you know you have three thousand units, you can afford to sell a maximum of a thousand units a month because beyond that you're gonna run out of stock and you don't want to run out of stock. So now that you know that you can only sell a thousand units a month, and what is your break even? How much spend can you spend to completely break even? And actually, if you're willing to lose some money for organic rank, how much money can you afford to lose a month? Can you afford to lose three thousand dollars a month? And once you have that number, you can actually calculate your total amount of PPC that you can spend, uh, assuming that you're going to make those thousand units uh, sales a month or whatever, and and use that as as uh, your budget, you know your daily budget. So if that answer is okay, I can sell a thousand units a month. That's twenty thousand uh, dollars, and I can afford to spend ten thousand dollars on ads. Then you know you start with three hundred dollars a day.
0: L-E-O-T says, last live, Stephen gave me some super helpful tips. I recommend if you have any questions, have them check out your listing. hundred percent, $10. We'll do those on Friday. If you want to do an ASIN review, do those on Fridays. Jeff says, can you give guidance with respect to when to use negative phrase versus negative exact? I want to negate a competitor's three word brand name.
1: I would use negative exact always because and I wouldn't use it specifically only in that ad group uh, where you've seen uh, like a keyword spend and not generate any sales because sometimes I can have a keyword like uh, you know uh, energizing electrolyte powder or whatever perform well in one ad group and then perform very bad in another one so that's that's how I would use negative exact negative phrase only if you 100% know that that keyword under any circumstance you don't want to see it so this happened when i was uh, yeah let's give
0: a live example so if we're on the searchers we'll tell them what to search
1: yeah so uh, uh search a uh, card holder that? Yep. yeah yep that is a card holder we would we would see vaccine you see it right there go up vaccine card holder uh, it w- would come up so uh, our product was the first one all the way at the top the headline search ad. So our product was that it was a, it was a credit card holder and then uh, a vaccine uh, came up. so I was like, okay we don't ever want to show up for the keyword vaccine. so we added vaccine as a negative phrase because in no condition is this product a, a vaccine uh, you, you know card holder.
0: I, I thought that was a great example. Um, okay, let's go to the next one here on the list. My favorite PPC experts, says Chloe. Thank you for that compliment. Make Mina's day here. Thank you, Chloe. Hope I can work with you soon, says JM. Either company would be good for you, JM. Ruben says, hello, all. Irfan says, I learned PPC with detail. Can you give me some guidance? (laughs) So um, (laughs) both both Mina and I have PPC courses. Mina, what's the best way to sign up for yours?
1: Um, Just go to theppcuniversity.com. There's actually like a, a $1 one that you can kind of start with and it covers uh, generally a lot of fundamentals. I know, Stephen, you have an amazing course too.
0: Yes, thank you. mag-school.com if you guys want to check that out. Um, Mina, I'm a really big believer in what he's been building with his community too. Uh, Anea says, coming in from Facebook, hello, Stephen Pope, how are you? I want to ask that my product have four variations, black, red, green, blue. So on which variation would you suggest me to run which campaign could you please give me ideas for how many weeks do I need to run the auto campaign? So this is gonna be a little bit of a guesswork, right? We don't know what category or product we're in. Um might be clothing, might be some some mugs, who knows? Um but Mina, what would you say to Anaya?
1: Exact same thing. So I would add all of your four variations in a campaign, in in you know, a bunch of campaigns, and then wait. Um, a week or two depending on how much you're spending if you're spending $100 a day a week is fine and then after that we go into the advertised product report and just you can look at the sum of all of the campaigns performance for each ASIN and you can see which ASIN has the best click-through rate and ROAS that's the variation I would suggest you continue running uh, like Stephen said you can also do only 80% of that winning one and 20% of everything else that works too.
0: Perfect. since says, hello, Mina. How are you doing? Uh, What is the best PPC strategy? (laughs) Well, I'll go first. I'll get my my hat. Run auto on every SKU all the time. I cannot believe how many times we hear people turn auto off. It just doesn't make sense to me. That is my best PPC strategy and the easiest one for everybody to get correct. What's yours?
1: So mine is uh, pretty simple is start with doing your keyword search and, and the auto, just like we talked about the launch. And literally the rest of, of PPC is simply extracting things that are working from the search term report, launching them, and then identifying any keywords that were not profitable in auto broaden phrase, adding them as negatives, or uh, you know is, if they're exact, kind of lowering the bits to stop spending on that. I would operate in two modes and either a growth mode or a cutting mode. So if you're in a growth mode, You're taking all of the actions to scale your revenue. uh, Sorry, scale your spend, scale your sessions, and hopefully scale your revenue if your conversion rate stays the same. Um, You want to go from, like, let's say $100 a day to $300, $400 a day. Hopefully your revenue grows. And then after a two to three week period, you can start, you know, going through that cutting phase, add all negatives, lowering bids, doing all of those actions to hopefully end up with keeping everything that worked and eliminating everything that didn't work.
0: Here's the other best tip I'll give you. So this is my actual campaign for one of my smudge sticks here. This is the search term report. And in here, I filtered it by spend. And if you have an ACOS target, or if you just want to can just take the average of 54%, coming in once a week and looking at your search terms coming off your campaign and making bid adjustments or negations accordingly, right? So for example, if we're scrolling down, this is the last 30 days of data, Smudge kit, not doing as well. It's at 71%. Maybe I need to make some adjustments there. Or my Spanish term that I'm trying to advertise on, that one's not doing so hot. But this one, sage candles for cleansing house, negative energy, all the way at 200% ACOS, that one's a problem. Now, in my particular case, I was using my ICAP uh, methodology, which I'll put on screen here. So um, this is one of my favorite new methodologies to use to gain market share. And I call it the iCap Marketing Funnel. Impressions, clicks, add to carts, purchases. And you'll notice here the use case, sage candles for cleansing house. I wanted to dominate this keyword. So I'm overspending on PPC on purpose at a loss just to own the market. And one out of five people are now purchasing my product after we ran the use case. And it was closer to 7% before we started the campaign. But using the weekly search report coming in and saying, hey, there's something not working. Maybe I should do an exact match negation off of the, just this one keyword. I'd come in here, I'd hit exact right like that. Boom, it's added to the negations. And now I'm not going to waste 200% ACoS. Um, of course, the more sophisticated you get, the more likely you're going to be pulling up macros, Excel sheets, softwares. But doing that manually, if that's where your stage is at, there's no better way to reduce wasted ad spend. You
1: can do everything manually. And now and now there's a targeting tab as well in the in the campaign manager. So you can literally go in, click on targeting, and see all of, uh, of the keywords that you're actually targeting. They're ACOs. You can add filters. You can lower bids. So I would say do everything manually and learn how to do everything before you try and, and rely on a software. And then you can later on you know use a software to make some of these actions in bulk. But definitely, I don't know if you're into automations. I'm I'm kind of against automation. I'm into bulk actions, but but against just bulk letting bulk computer... actions is
0: what we do at my Amazon guy. Um, it's all about macros, bulk actions, repeating the same methodologies that you know work on that specific account. Right? Mm-hmm. You'll get different results with the same actions. Hassan says, "Thank you for the ICAP method. CM Pope worked for me. I'd love to hear your success stories. Tell me how you increased your market share by following that." Uh, Shahir says, Hey, Stephen Amina, I hope both are doing great. Zach also says, hello. Um, Hassan says in PPC, which one is more effective? I bid on keyword $1. On the other hand, same keyword low bid with top of search placement, which makes it relevant to $1 with a 50 cent bid and a 100% bid up top of search. So this, this question comes up frequently. There's a lot of good debates on the, the methodology on, on, um, bid modification for top of search. What is your thought?
1: So this this um, this whole thing of like lowering the bid and increasing the top of search first page placement, I don't think works that effectively uh, because I think I, what I'm noticing is Amazon still takes into account what your bid is. So if you do a 10 cent bid with a 900% top of search, um, Amazon still takes into account that this is a 10 cent bid and it's probably not a, a you know worth competing in, in the auction. Uh, that's just what I found. So if you're going to do that, you can. I would just suggest you do it to a lesser extent. So instead of 50 cents and 100% TOS, you do maybe 80 cents and uh, you know, 40% TOS or something like that, or 50% TOS. If you wanna kind of achieve a similar result, you can go slightly lower. So you show up a little bit less for uh, you know rest of search uh, or a little bit lower in rest of search and more often in the top of search first page. But if you do it drastically like this, I've not, I have not seen good results.
0: I think two years ago, the drastic technique worked, but not in 2022, probably most of 2021. Um, based when I usually talk to experts, they're usually right between that 20 to 35% top of search bid, um, but 100% not so much these days. Um, the other thing, Hassan, I would say is go ahead and test it. Create two campaigns. With one bid doing exactly what you said and B version with the opposite, see what happens. You're going to get different results and you can follow
1: the follow the data. I think that's the best thing is, is to constantly test because not only is it um, like you're learning, every account is different. And that's like what I've noticed. We've never had two clients that, that were had the same thing. So we are always like learning the, the behavior of the ads for each uh, brand. And so the best thing is to empower you to test and understand that, you know, how to interpret the data and make your own decisions.
0: Velo T says, how much respect play into how you run your company with your MMA background training? Just curious. And for those that don't know, tell us 30 seconds on your MMA background.
1: Yeah. So, so I actually started training and fighting MMA in 2013. I'm still active. Uh, I still train every day. I'm, I'm going to go today at the end of the day um, and and uh, train jitsu. Um, today's Wednesday. So, um, how much does respect play into how I run your company? Um, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I hope everyone's uh, respectful, right? I, I I don't think I have uh, more or less respect than the average person uh, runs their company. Uh, a lot of the the you know core values do stem from uh, mixed martial arts, which is the progress over perfection, full accountability, um, you know, things like that. So that all, yes, does stem from MMA. Uh, but I think respect, uh, you know, I, I don't expect people to bow uh, when I hop on a Zoom call. So that's what you're wondering. Um,
0: so I think you took the question very literally. Um, but I think what they're looking for is like, what, how did you go about building the culture from that MMA background? So like, for for example, if you were a boxer, you'd run the company differently, right? Versus MMA.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really think it's... Um uh, it, it's like I said, it, a lot of the, the concepts that I or the mindset that I learned, uh, I like from I made, which is, you know, outworking everyone, uh, you know, it, it, always taking the path of most resistance, not least resistance. And so em- which just means like embrace the hardships instead of kind of looking at something and saying, man, this is hard. Like, how can I, you know, go around it? It's like, you know, I know that if I go through this, I'm going to be a stronger person. Um, because a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, mindset, uh, you know, and, and concepts came from MMA, so that's I do put a lot of that into the company. Yeah.
0: Hassan says, "How can we increase our organic order ratio?" And so my my favorite answer to this is make your product extraordinarily relevant to that keyword. Right. If you don't have exact matches for that keyword in the text, the organic is not going to produce as well. Otherwise, what are your thoughts?
1: Exactly. That's that's perfect. And I would say the only thing you can add is just, uh, you know, rank organically. You can use PPC to rank organically and that will in turn, the higher you rank organically, the more impressions you're going to get, the more clicks you're going to get, the more sales you're going to get.
0: And says, hi, can we isolate placement top of search and product page to get the impressions for rest of search only? Not to my knowledge.
1: Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I agree. Not to my knowledge. I don't think you can do that.
0: Yeah, you can do top of search and you can focus on product pages, but you can't isolate, unfortunately. That probably will change here in the next six months. I think Amazon's rolling out a lot of new features. Maybe so like
1: block block top of search.
0: Yeah, which would be weird um, because For we know we that it performs charming. the best,
1: but For it's all too much expensive. But what about like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, where sometimes when you're in top of search, you get destroyed because it's just a bunch yeah. of people. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Know, that's a good point. Maybe we could have like these like switches that changes the strategy based on day of day, of week, day, you know, holiday, stuff like that, um, which they started to come out with, you know, about a month ago, they, they announced uh, beta tool access to a bunch of different tools to do day parting, uh, which every Amazon expert in the space, PBC expert that is, is against. However, now that Amazon's rolling it out in the portal could change some things.
1: I have. Have you have you done any testing yet?
0: I have not. Um, I'm 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 waiting the, for the guinea pigs to run through the circus there. first. I'm very very uh, um, speculative whether it will work or not.
1: I'm trying some tests, uh, but I do, I I have a lot of doubts on the actual validity of the data because that converts That's conversion... my
0: concern. If they if they botched the uh, uh, campaign structure from off off site going to site, and if it's still broken two years later. I would, too, question the data. Yeah. Um, Nowadays, Amazon removes listing detail page, says GTI and is not related to brand. Is there any way, easy way to solve it? Amazon UK. Yes, you need to purchase a DS1 barcode. The EU has been way more hostile to the situation. Unfortunately, uh, in the US, I'm more of a wait and see guy. Tahir says, how does Amazon's algorithm distribute the budget and auto campaigns between
1: top of search product pages and the rest of search? I actually don't know the answer to this no one knows uh, it, probably the people that work at amazon don't even know uh, it's the amazon's <laughs> algorithm so yeah i, I think um, yeah I, I i don't think anyone really knows how they distribute the budgets um if you do have a, a placement modifier then they will probably give you uh, more impressions uh, be, you know if you qualify to show up on the top of the search that's the only thing that you can do to influence uh, top of search and product pages uh, but generally, in terms of like how does Amazon distribute, no one knows. No one knows. If anyone tells you the answer, they're lying.
0: No one knows. <laughs> Abdul says, what would be the strategy if a client wants to decrease the ACOS but launches new? Not possible as far as I know. Niche is games and having around eight reviews. He wants 20 to 30 orders daily. What would be your insight? I clearly said the niche is competitive. We'll have to spend a little bit before we need to rank first. So uh, Abdul, I don't know if there's a winning answer to this question, because telling your client to be patient, he'll probably fire you if you tell him that. So, But Mina, any thoughts?
1: I, I think it's always managing expectations. And and the thing that I love to do when I have clients like this is I say, um, this is my advice, but you're the boss. If you want, we're going to try it and we'll send you data and and uh, you tell us what to do. And then they'll say, OK, lower the ACOs, we'll, we'll start lowering bids and adding negatives They'll notice that their sales dropped and they'll say, We we warned you. And they say, Okay, we're sorry, like you guys know what's going on.
0: Put it, put it in writing.
1: Yeah, so put it in you, writing. Exactly. You
0: would like me to destroy your campaign structure, sir. Please confirm. <laughs> if if an agency or if somebody you hired ever puts that in writing, like run. Like, like it's not it's like don't do what you're about to tell them to do. Um, she here says, hey, Stephen and Amina, both hope you're doing great. I just got a running account. Product's very competitive. Last VA spent much on PPC. Now ACOS is 52%. In this case, what should I do? Well, first of all, 52% ACOS might not be bad in your category. But Mina,
1: what are your thoughts? Um, so I'm assuming that he's he's mentioning the number because – so first of all, guys, I want you to completely – Remove the idea that uh, a percentage ACOS or tacos is bad. Um, the only time you're, you're, I think ACOS is completely inaccurate because what we've seen is as we spend more money on PPC, we also get more organic sales, which means that PPC also affects organic, which means that the ACOS number is really not that accurate. We just use it because it's there and we don't, we can't really attribute all the sales to the spend. But What I would do is I would, uh, you know, if you guys don't have my sheet, I can send it to you. Fill out the sheet and track your profit, dollar amount. And uh, whatever that number is, you understand how much your spend is. You understand, you know, how much you're making in in terms of profit. If you want to increase that profit, then go in and take all of the actions that you can do, like adding negatives, lowering bids. If there's bid by placement where the ROAS is not great, lower that. If there's sponsored video and sponsored brand that uh, you believe might not be adding any actual additional total sales, but maybe just taking the the uh, credit for sponsored products, remove that. And then you'll lower your spend, keep everything that's working, and hopefully your profit dollar amount does go up. And, and if it does, great. If it doesn't, then it just means that you have to now spend more money to increase the revenue first. Get more sales and then cut cut down some of the spend, and now you're left at a, at a better place. That's how I would go about it.
0: So, so I, I like that answer. It's very revolutionary. Sometimes you have to spend a lot to pull it back to gain that data and to readjust it. Um, Danielle says, "Hey, Stephen, Mina, how would you scale low price product PPC of highly competitive niche having high CPC and CPA?" Very carefully.
1: Very uh, lo- a low price product. In a highly competitive uh niche you have to be very 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 tight and and um yeah you have to be very tight uh, basically like watch everything every single day and as soon as a keyword exceeds your your acceptable threshold of clicks and no sales uh, in auto broaden phrase add them as negative if, it, if it's exact lower the bids um and and uh, you know maybe start with the lo- longer tail keywords first uh because those ones might be a little bit easier to win and then move, shift. To, that's how I won um, in supplements is is a, uh, while everyone was focused on the main ones, I was focused on all of the long tail ones and I worked my way up to the, the actual main ones.
0: Ruben says, hi, Steven Amina. Thanks for this event. When targeting own products with multi skew brand for defensive purposes, what is the best practice unique ad group for single ASIN or is it better to group them? Um, so, In my opinion there probably is not very much difference between those two strategies and for those that haven't ever targeted their own products before defensive ASIN targeting can be extraordinarily valuable if you're trying to associate and play defense because as you guys know and let's go to an actual live page to demonstrate this so if we go to this uh, card holder right here and we scroll down what first of all we see bundles we see ads all this information right so if you're advertising on your own products right, right here and you push these guys out, then you prevent Bullet, the sale loss.
1: Bulletproof coffee is the best example for this if you want to use them.
0: Sure, let's do it. Bulletproof yeah. coffee.
1: Yeah, they're they. Uh, when you open up their listing, it's literally all uh, bulletproof coffee.
0: All right, we'll be nice and not click on one of their ads. <laughs> all right, so let's go over to one of their detail pages here. And as we scroll down, yeah, they're definitely doing it.
1: It's com- completely blocked any other competitor from showing up. I'm surprised they don't have virtual bundles. Maybe I yeah. should reach out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, they're clearly playing some defense. I'm looking at all the other ad spots too. They're not doing it with display though, but they're dominating it. So, so I've
1: actually found it very difficult uh, with display. To talk, to you? okay. your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's probably
0: weird. more high cost too. Um, especially with the category targeting, but they, they have been opening up ASIN. Um, frequently bought together. Number one way to get that fixed is by defensive ASIN targeting. That's why you might want to do that.
1: Exactly. And 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 um, also, guys, if you noticed, uh, we went through two um, detail pages and the card holder had the virtual bundles. That pushes all of the sponsor products below the fold, which I think is very valuable because it's, less distracting, I guess, uh, you know, keeps the focus on your product.
0: Hamza says my product is organically well ranked. All right. I think he's asked this one three times. Don't, don't ask questions multiple times. I'm getting through the queue. Amit says, Hey, Stephen, what's your point of view about closing all PPC strategy after getting sales continuously? I think you're insane if you do that. Um, And it will destroy the listing and, and the organic ranks will suffer if you're gonna if you're really worried about overspend or you got a client that's just like, ah, I hate PPC, convince them to leave it on, just lower it down to bare minimum, but at least keep it online.
1: Yeah, it's honestly like turning the engines off when the plane's up in the air. I mean you, you, you're eventually luck landing. Crash. you're eventually gonna crash.
0: yeah and, and good luck keeping it in the air. Um, Hi, Mina says, Muhammad. What are the campaigns that we use to drive low acquisition costs in a highly competitive market? So this is a um, a re- reoccurring theme in our in our session today. How do I lower my costs? How do I lower my costs?
1: <laughs> I think I think uh, in highly competitive markets, go after the long tail keywords first. Uh, you know because if you think about it this way, you have a hundred dollars in budget. Let's say if you spend the initially on day zero, you're going to have to spend a hundred percent of that daily budget on testing. So, and then once you've discovered, let's say $20 worth of keywords that are profitable, you're spending $80 on testing and then, and then, you know, for 60 and then 40. And so what you want to do is you want to maybe start at the long tail keywords, uh, uh, try those out, discover ones that are working, try and work your way up to, you know, 80% of your budget is actually now uh, working profitably. 20% is is for test. And then you can use that, you know, 20% to test maybe more competitive keywords and eventually, uh, you know, grow that budget as well. That's how I would go about it. A
0: couple of tips I'll add to that. Um, broad match and auto with high amounts of negations are a great way to lower your acquisition costs it's counterintuitive. Everybody always talks about making exact match campaigns, but right now people are overbidding on exact match as compared to some other campaign types. So this advice that I'm giving may not be true next year, but right now it's absolutely true. And if you want the lowest cost acquisitions, auto and broad match are where it's at with high amounts of negations.
1: And and there's also a a big piece here that we need to mention, conversion rates. Okay, so your Ecos can be 70%, and if you improve your conversion rate, it could go down to
0: 30%. 100% agree with that sentiment. Uh, and one of the best ways to improve your conversion rate, main photo change. Yeah. Ibrahim, if I said that right, how can we utilize data from the previous PPC campaigns to optimize new ones? First of all, don't turn those off.
1: Yes, yes. So if they're doing okay. I'm, I'm assuming this person is taking over uh, someone else's account. If they're on keep whatever is working on uh, and and that should be good, you know, and then go and you can always go into the search term report, extract any of that data. If they're off, which this once happened to me, where we took over and then the the last agency was spiteful and they turned, they archived all of the campaigns. Um, Yeah, it was really, really bad. So we went in and we pulled all of the, uh, we, we rebuilt the campaigns based on the data, identical campaigns. And we, uh, but we only kept what was working. So, you know, we had like, we just basically like duplicated all of the campaigns. Um, and if the campaigns are off and you can and pause then you can turn them back on, I would say turn them back on, but only keep uh, on what worked in the past. Um, but there's no promise that it's going to work. It could not work. The
0: the, the data is going to be different on the new campaigns. Um, and so you're going to get different results. However, there is going to be some directional success here, right? Like if you know that, I'm I've got these cups like this and you know, glass is never going to convert for you and you negate it because you've seen it in the past data, glass mugs versus ceramic versus stainless steel. You're obviously going to be able to know some, something from that, but, but you could run the same keyword, same structure on a new campaign and get totally different results. Ali says, how can we select many keywords for a campaign keyword search volume? Same rare, different each other. I'm not hundred percent sure. I follow this question. Do you by chance?
1: I mean, I think I think maybe the answer you're looking for is um, you can you can sort by impressions and then lump them into groups of like five. Uh, This is kind of the best I can understand is basically asking like.
0: So grouping by like the volumes.
1: Yeah. Grouping by search volume.
0: So normally I would think that's counterintuitive, right? Like wouldn't it make more sense to put high volume keywords, isolate them and then put the small volume keywords together?
1: Yeah. Basically, the the thing is, don't put a high search volume with a low one, because then yes, the because low because in one, the
0: small will get no impressions. Well, no impressions.
1: But yeah, yeah, exactly what you said. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's that's. I think I think you helped figure that one out. You deduced it. Forensics <laughs> detector says, "Hey, let's roll and get some rounds in. Come to Los Angeles." <laughs> Tian, thanks for being a member of our channel. My PBC sales are fifteen percent of my total sales, but tacos is like thirty-five to forty percent. Should I close my PPC entirely, but the growth will stop. Right. Can't decide. I do think your tacos is on the high side. Um, unfortunately, and I probably would, I'd probably cut it down in half. I would start with that. Don't, don't do all or nothing, all or nothing strategies are typically not a great idea, but definitely like, Hey, let's, let's pause half. See what happens.
1: Yeah. It it just, I mean, if this is the case, you're probably not targeting the right keywords and, and, um, you know, if, if you have auto and broads and, and phrases, you should be able to find some stuff that's working because even in a 35 to 40 percent tacos, that means that um, you have some things that are working. So keep the stuff that's working and then anything that's not repurpose that budget for testing uh, other keywords or put the budget into SEO. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that works too.
0: Ruslan says, Hi, what defense strategies on the table except off-target your other product to close or move your competitors on sponsored or display places? I I think he is kind of on the defensive ace and targeting line of questioning.
1: I run all of them. So I run uh, for for... Defensive targeting for brand name, uh, we do sponsor products, uh, you, you know, all of all of our branded search terms. So we use our, our name like MMA nutrition or hard work and then all of the different variations of electrolyte powder, hydration powder, electrolyte supplement, all of these things. So we have broad praise and exact uh, uh, campaigns for that. We have product targeting our own that's on the sponsor product side and then sponsor brand, we have headline search ads for all of our branded keywords and headline search ads for our own product um, and then we also have video which is part of sponsor brand same thing cuz you can for for sponsor brand you can target keywords or you can target products if you target keywords target your branded keywords if you're targeting products target your own products
0: and then hey, for, just, mm-hmm. go ahead finish your thought
1: and then sponsor display same thing
0: so I'm just curious, Mina, have you ever put together your own video ads and like showed off some of your guns and, and, and MMA skills? I, I, yeah. I'd be really curious. No, you haven't? No. Oh my gosh.
1: No, my, my video ads are mainly uh, the product and then like uh, captions, like boom, like does this, does this, like, you know. Yes, oh, you got to even
0: test yourself, man. I think you are the <laughs> face of the brand. I think you do pretty well.
1: Maybe it's worth it.
0: Um, okay. If we are ranked on the main keyword and getting good organic order ratio, what would be the strategy to rank on long tail keywords? So exact match campaigns, exact match text in the listings. Any other ideas, Mina? It,
1: the exact same way that you ranked uh, on those main keywords. You know, so if it, the same way you ranked this on the main problem keyword, is
0: actually pretty rare, isn't it? It's usually the opposite.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it, it, the exact way that you ranked on the main keywords you're obviously going to, you know, create campaigns with the long tail keywords and convert.
0: Abdul, I think you have a good problem, my friend. Uh, this is this is a rare problem, usually not not a bad one to have. So here it says, Stephen, you had issues with pronouncing the vinegar apple gummies in your last video as well. Yes, so I, I need some hooked on phonics. There's no question about it.
1: <laughs> He's you. clearly concerned. He's clearly concerned about your health.
0: Let, let me let me know what i need to pronunciate better i probably couldn't even say that word five years ago all right M. Bilal says if sponsored brand type campaigns help in organic ranking so this this is actually a question i'm not sure about
1: yeah. Me neither. Me neither. I, I usually, cause I've never said, okay, I want to rank organically. Let me launch just sponsor brand and see if it yeah, works.
0: It's it's hard to isolate this question, but I think yeah. the way we could test this and I haven't tested this myself, but I think maybe the way we could is try like a Spanish keyword that we're not indexed on the listing for, put it in a sponsored headline brand ad and see if it works. That's how I would test it to see if it works. If anybody has done this, Let us know your thoughts. But you have to do an isolated keyword you're not indexed on specifically. Otherwise, it won't probably work out. Shaquille says, Hi, Steve Mina. I have a product well optimized with listing video. A plus content ratings are less likely down. But if I tease the price, I have zero sales. While if I down, I go start one sale per day. While my competitors have high prices than mine. So pretty low amount of data to work with when you're talking zero to one sales per day. Um, And you probably need to probably lower the price for maybe a month or two to get those sales going up.
1: I think he's saying if he increases the price, he doesn't get any sales. If he lowers the price, he does get sales, but his competitors are higher priced. It just must mean that you probably don't have enough reviews and people don't think your product is desirable enough at the price that you're trying to sell it.
0: I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Nigel says, I just finished the initial interview this morning, Mag. I'm excited to be joining your team. Well, I don't know if we've offered you a job yet, but I hope we did. Congratulations, if so. Mohammed says, does cutting budget on account level affect sales? I've read some case studies that show that after getting stable in organic ranks, they retain the sales by cutting the account level budget by 70%. Earlier today, we talked about maybe trying 50% first. I did implement it on my account as well. My budget has been cut down by eighty percent on the account level, but I still have not felt much a drop in sales. Any thoughts? So, rare situation to be able to cut eighty percent and not see a sales drop. That that is a very rare situation.
1: Yeah, and and um, just see how long it's gonna last. And and if it does last, then amazing. Then you have eighty percent of your budget to use to discover more keywords that you can be profitable on. So maybe maybe 80 percent of your budget wasn't being utilized. But just wait and see, because it could be that right now it's not dropping. And in three weeks, you're starting to lose slowly your ranking. And and, um, then then you'll notice the effects.
0: If if I let's say I was spending ten thousand dollars a month today, if I was going to cut eight thousand of that ten, I would at least spend one hundred dollars of that to invest in a keyword tool to track 2000 keywords on my listings to see if the organic ranks go down. Cause if you don't watch, it might surprise you. And then to regain what you lost might cost more than $8,000 a month. It always
1: does. It always does.
0: Uh, so got to maintain that physique. Uh, all right. Abdallah says, Hey Mina, when optimizing high ACOS keywords with good sales, what's the best practice about bid placement adjustments?
1: Uh, high echo keywords with good sales. So if you're going to optimize, you have one of two options. Uh, you can either lower the bid um, or you can, if there's a bid by placement, you can lower that bid by placement first. So if you do have a, a bid by placement, lower the, lower that first before you decide to lower the bid. If you don't, then you just have to lower the bids. This is if exact, if it's a, you know, if it's broader phrase, look into the negatives first try adding negative it's always starts with you know either adding negatives or lowering the bid by placement first and then lowering the bids after
0: we have 35 questions still in queue we've gone an hour let's do a lightning round to see how many of these we can knock out all right can you tell me which campaign types help in organic ranking sponsor products anything else
1: sponsor products broad phrase and exact use all three
0: Smart Amazon seller says, can we isolate placements top of search and product page to get the impressions for, I think we did that one already. No. Thon says, how can I get Amazon's choice from my competitor? Convert better and make Amazon more money? Exactly. Sadar says, sometimes we saw that few long tail highly relevant keywords didn't perform well for you unless you until you include these long tail keywords into your copy. Agreed. What's your strategy on that specific keywords that are most relevant to your product, but not performing well?
1: It's not up to you. It's up to the data. So if the data if the data says it's not performing, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter that you think it's it's uh, relevant uh, and and whatever and, and you know all of this stuff. It's whatever the data says. If it's performing well, great. If it's not performing well, you know, cut it. To
0: to impact that data point, the data said more consumers and I probably need to let me get the question out of the way so if we zoom in right here in the difference between impressions and clicks this is sage candles for cleansing house this product in question is not a candle the consumer was clicking on it at a higher proportion based on the impression share which t- which is exactly what Mina is talking about the data dictates the strategy right if you have an opinion, and and so if we go to if we go to uh, one of the pages in question, of the actual incense sticks here. This particular product, like this, is not a candle. But if the consumer is purchasing it after searching for said candle, there could be a variety of reasons that would cause this, right? And we now have one out of five orders coming onto my listing off of that specific keyword. So follow the data. Absolutely. Um, okay, is DSP better than PPC? Hard no for me. What about you, Mina?
1: Hard no. It, it, it only. First of all, it only supplements PPC, and it's a much longer term play to bring new to brand people into your listing to eventually convert them. So it's a it, longer term, uh, less pro- less profitable strategy, I would say.
0: Abdur says, "What would you do if overall sales in a niche dropped dramatically? You're ranked on all the major keywords." tacos less than 15%, but conversion drops significantly. So you're probably in a category that is not recession proof would be my guess. And I personally believe we're in a depression right now. Meanwhile, the government is changing the definition of recession. <laughs> That's how you know we're in a bad depression. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and it could be also seasonality. So it's uh, could be a seasonality. Too. Um,
0: any, any other recommendations, what he
1: should do though? I mean, uh, cut your losses in terms of spending um, and and look at all of your competitors. And and if all of them are going down, it is what it is like. uh, There's not much you can do, uh, you know, when it gets cold in the winter and and no one wants to buy sunscreen. It is what it is.
0: So diversify the portfolio, he says. All right. Saudi says, if we're targeting a high converting keyword in exact, why should we not negate in auto? Because the results will be different. and More frequently than not, the auto will have a better ACOS. And people just don't believe me on this. But when they test it and they run it in parallel, they replicate that result. Don't negate a good keyword, guys. Abdallah says, what do you think about duplicating the same campaign by targeting with different bids so we can actually determine the perfect bid? So at the beginning, we aim to win all of the auctions at different bids. It's really hard to unpack this one, but go try
1: you, you cannot uh, win all of the auctions at the different bids. So basically what's going to happen is Amazon is going to spend on whatever you have a higher bid on. So you have two campaigns. This is a, a 50 cents. This is a dollar. The budget will just go, go to the, the dollar and it's not going to go to the 50
0: cents. You nailed this question. The other thought I had was if even if you have five products and you have five campaigns on the same keyword, Amazon is going to cap you at one, maybe two sponsored product ads, if it's competitive. There could be exceptions to that, like a brand term. Rajab says, what will be the strategy when our products have less number of keywords? So let's say you only have 100 PPC keywords you can work with, Mina. Uh,
1: Strategy doesn't doesn't change. Target all of them. Um, You know, if it's less uh, keywords, that's amazing. So you have less keywords that you need to rank on page one organically for. So it's going to be an easier investment for you.
0: VLOT says, shoestring budget, brand new product, still building out store and A plus content. Should I wait till fully built to go ahead and start PPC to start ranking or should it, or would that just hurt me? Well, there's this thing called the honeymoon
1: period. If you're not in the honeymoon period, wait until you have the most beautiful listing ever. If you are in the honeymoon period, it's too late. Scale your your PPC spend ASAP.
0: Rajab says, what will be the strategy when our products have less number? We did that one. Concerned my question by scrolling down. Wait, wait. There's just a lot of questions, guys. You guys just don't ask them twice, please. How can we grow our agency to the international level? How to slow down CPC when I lower my bids? It affects my conversion rate and clicks. So okay. I don't know if he's asking an agency question or a PPC question.
1: You're, you, you can decide. Uh, the first one is uh, add as much value as possible that you can to everyone internationally. Uh, how to slow down uh, your cost per click? When I lower my bid, it affects my conversion rate and clicks. It is a balance. It's a, it's a delicate balance, and you can have this cost per click and a good conversion, this cost per click and a bad conversion, and so you just have to play and and, and uh, iterate until you find like that happy medium, and then operate there.
0: Mohammed says, I changed my price from 11 to 13. My BSR dropped drastically. Increasing price is the main reason. Absolutely. Maybe you need to do a less drastic price raise. How do I improve my BSR again? Any tips? Lower the price back down and make more subtle adjustments. Any other thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think you have to overcompensate by increasing ad spend for a while, I think.
0: It's also a very low cost item. So ACOS is going to be rough. Um, Sell with Adan says getting clicks on a main keyword, but sales are slow.
1: Conversion rate.
0: Conversion rate or long tail, maybe? Jerry says, what's considered a pretty good day on Amazon to survive or stay on as a seller? So that is a very variable question, right? So for somebody living out of their uh, an apartment, 50 grand in net profits might be good enough for them. For another person who has to put four kids through college like me, it'll be a much larger amount. But Mina, what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think a good day on Amazon is, is uh, better than yesterday. So if you're I like improving,
0: I love that. He's an optimist. Yeah. If you're improving, everything is good. Here are my kids. My wife literally just slacked this to me 10 seconds ago. They're outside above me playing with Play-Doh on the deck right now.
1: I so love it. Love Summer it. vacation.
0: Summer vacation right now in the backyard. Uh, Nigel says, check your inbox when you get some time. OK, so people are trying to sell each other on our, our live channel. Nice. To hear, how does Amazon rank sponsored results? Does it depend on bids? Bids and relevancy. Uh, Kirk says, two great mentors. So lucky to be able to watch you two on live. Thank you for the compliments. Najif says, I have an $11 product. CPC is a minimum $1. I'm trying to get one sale over 20 clicks. All right. Not bad. I've been trying to improve it, but I would love to have your opinion on it. Go ahead, Mina. $11
1: product, uh, one sale uh, over 20 clicks. You need to, number one, improve your conversion rate drastically to maybe get one sale over every, you know, six clicks. Um, And then hopefully the organic is like 50%. So you end up paying like a $3 cost per acquisition. Um, If your CPC is a dollar minimum, try and and cut down as much as you can. Negatives, lowering bids and see if you get that to 80 or 70 uh, cents.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're looking at close to 190% ACoS with that math on screen. And that may be okay if you're trying to rank the product, but eventually you're going to have to pull the PPC back. It just You just don't want to work for Amazon. Pay them money. How can I get Amazon's choice for my competitor? We did that one. To hear if a keyword is performing well in auto, we want to put it in the manual. Should we negate it? The, no. Stop. No. Hard stop. No. Do not negate a good keyword. <laughs> how to analyze our PPC campaigns. How many times a week should we do negative targeting in campaigns? And what should we do in the reports? What are your thoughts?
1: It depends on your spending. Um, The way that I like to look at it is if my uh, target uh, ACoS, uh, where I add a negative, let's say is is, a 60% and I have a a $20 product. So that's $12. Um, Every period where I get uh, about $12 in spend across a lot of my keywords with no sales That's the period. So that could happen in 10 days, could happen in four days. Uh, And based on that period, that's how often I'm optimizing. I usually, for optimizing bids, like to wait a week and let things settle uh, before making more decisions.
0: Tahir has another really good question. I've created an auto campaign for one of my ASINs. I have added irrelevant keywords to the negatives. Still getting clicks, but not sales. What should I do?
1: Maybe your conversion rate is too low.
0: Um, the other thoughts I have is maybe lower the bids, get some more data, um, but but keep that campaign on. Eventually it will connect. It's going to take some more data. Informative session. Thank you for the compliments. Uh, let's see. Who is the guest? Kindly mention his name. So this we got Mina Elias. Is that how you say your last name? Yep. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, Ferran, we've been answering questions so much your name hasn't been on screen. So there it is right there. Trivium Group. He owns a supplements brand, and he also owns an agency. Do you have other things I don't know about? Well, courses too. What else?
1: I have a a bunch of investments in other brands. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the majority of it. Uh,
0: Farhan says, I'm planning on setting up an AMZ business in the UK. Do you take on clients from the UK? I I would say both of us do. If you're ranked well on all relevant keywords, but overall revenue and sales in the niche drop. Example: Even the top seller doesn't get half the sales he normally gets. What can we do to incrementally order? Do you think MCF and Google SEO will help?
1: Yes. Yeah. Anything. Anything to. It's a. It's a simple equation: driving traffic and and making conversions. You have. You can get more traffic, or you can have a higher conversion rate. That's the only two things you can do to increase your your sales.
0: I'm going to pick three last questions. We're going to go to my members to make sure all their questions get done today. Tian says my auto campaign. Spends $50 a day for one $28 product. Makes zero to one sales on average a day. I'm negating keywords every day. Any advice?
1: This looks like a conversion rate issue uh, to me. If you're spending $50, because if you're negating keywords, you're doing the right thing. Uh, but if, if you're only able to get one sale a day uh, from spending $50, then you might have a conversion rate issue.
0: So redo the main photo, the secondary image stack, make sure that the keywords are super relevant and you might need to do some AB testing. Tariq says, love you from Pakistan. Thank you very much. You guys are awesome. Uh, and I think you guys are one of the most up and coming countries in the world in the Amazon community. And so if people aren't paying attention right now, they will have to eventually a lot of Pakistan comments coming in today. Um, My products are very seasonal for Q4 PPC data, not accurate right now. If I close PPC entirely, when should I do Q4? I would say black Friday, the day of would be my vote. What's your vote?
1: Um, If, if your organic ranking is holding, then I agree with Steven. If your organic ranking is, is lower then maybe start a month and a half or so out of black Friday, cyber Monday and try and, and uh, get some, gain some organic rank first. and, And so you can go into the season you know, pretty primed.
0: And our last question today comes in from Keith Allen running into DSP audiences, being too small on a seven day look back for views, retargeting any suggestions or workaround you can think of besides massively increasing spend to drive traffic.
1: Change the look back window to 30 days and then negate anyone who's purchased uh, you or your competitors products in the last 30 days. Um, but I mean, why, like if you are retargeting less than a thousand people, it's I mean, the like there's it's very little uh, help here. So you just need to add more uh you know people to retarget. You can do that by driving more traffic or longer look back window.
0: Mina Elias joining us today for a PPC AMA. If you missed the first part of our session today, hit that rewind button. We spent 15 minutes talking about culture. We have massive respect for each other's organizations. If anybody wants to get in touch with you, Mina, what is the best
1: way to do that? Uh, If you want to get in touch with the agency, it's triviumco.com, T R I V I U M C O.com. With me, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Mina Elias. You can see my name here on the screen. Uh, Instagram at the Mina Elias. I take all questions. If you answer, I'm happy to. If you ask me, I'm happy to answer. Uh, pretty accessible. So feel free to ask anything. Just please uh, ask uh, some nice questions and not six
0: paragraphs. (laughs) Get to the point. All right. Sounds good. All right. And closing thoughts. What is the best book in business you have read this year?
1: Oof, That I have read this year? Ready, Fire, Aim. That's been one of my favorite books uh, to this day. I don't know if you've read it. Coming
0: from a, a highly driven eager person. That title of the book, I'm sure resonates from the get go yeah.
1: yeah. But it's a really cool book and it explains to you like re- on a very fundamental level, like business and and how to build a business and, and the things, you know, to think about. So it's a very nice book. Uh, I, I highly suggest everyone read it. And Stephen, thank you so much for having me, man. Um, I really do learn a, a, a lot from you. So uh, keep up, you know, everything that you're doing, all the amazing work.
0: Well, I appreciate that sentiment. Mine is The Road Less Stupid. All right, that's the favorite business book of the year so far. That's our show today. I will be back on Friday for a live Q&A. Mina, thanks so much for joining us.